Welcome to the Lake Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. So, this is a day late and a dollar short. Having a few technical difficulties going on with this, but hey, I'm here. So, let's just get right into it. All right, this Memphis loss, I'm not even going to get deep off into that. I just can't. I don't have the energy at all. Like, that game sucked all the energy out of me. I mean, the Pelicans game brought me back to life. But that Memphis game was just such a bad loss, man. Such a bad loss. And I don't want us to ever, ever play with that type of effort at all. Not this season, not next season, not never. That was just horrendous. That's my thoughts on that game. I'm going to move forward. Now, the hot game was this Lakers versus Pelicans game. Watched the whole game through. I went through the motions. I don't know, y'all. I just, I mean, yes, Bron did his thing for sure. Dominated. Triple-double. 34-12 and 13. I mean, I don't want to rain on his parade, but he did have six turnovers. Um, I mean, if you're going to tell it, we're going to tell it all. Um, As did Zion. Zion had 35 or 36, and he also had six turnovers. Just I mean, I guess a bad possession-wise game for the both of them. Um, But this game, I was going through the motions because I felt like Frank was making this game harder than what it needed to be. AD was out, right? Caruso was out, right? So I'm thinking just plug and play. And what I mean by plug and play is the time that you will put AD in, you put Kuz in. So, how he staggers AD and Kuz, he should have been staggering Kuz and Braun. I said AD and Kuz. The way that he staggers AD and Braun, he should have been staggering Braun and Kuz. So, that means do not put a lineup out there without either Braun or Kuz because of offensive reasoning. When you do that, who you obviously, if you got Braun out 9 times out of 10, he got Rondo in. Right? Rondo is not good offensively at all. Yeah, he'll hit a shot here and there. Maybe sometime he'll have a hot game. But this is obvious. So if you're not going to have Braun in, you got to have Kuz in to help stay afloat in the scoring column. And then he had Kuz, Rondo. Not, he had, not Kuz, he had uh, Rondo and Quinn Cook along with some other players. And this is like, no, no. I guess he was running like a three-guard lineup. No, no, you're just making it too fucking hard. And it don't need to be. He went way too small at times. We had a lead, and he went small and because the Pelicans started to dominate. Then he had to come back with JaVale McGee. You should not have a game without JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis on the floor. No, no, you don't go that. Like, the Pelicans was getting their rebounds. That's what we were, get, we were getting our rebound at that time. Of course we were. You had... Keith at the five, which is cool, you know, that's fine and small ball, but the Pelicans didn't go small. So why did you go small? Makes no sense. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I was going through the motions because all he had to do was plug and play. That's it. Replace AD with Kuz. The minutes you give AD is the minutes you give Kuz. The way you play AD is the way you play Kuz. So Kuz can best kind of, you can't replace what AD does, right, at all. He can't replace what AD does. But he can fill in, you know, as best as he could if he was to just plug and play. So that's why I'm just like, no, don't do this shit in the playoffs. Just make it simple. 
simple adjustments. You don't have to do all this playing with the lineup. We already know what we got. We know what we got. There, there is no, I need to see what this player can do. I need to see what that player can do. No, you know what you got. We are almost towards the end of the season. Well, we got like 24, 25 games. We know what's on our roster. We know what we got, right? So just plug and play that shit and move forward. Um, and he wasn't doing that. So that was like very like irritating to me because it just made no sense. I'm not a goddamn coach, you know, but it's something we all can see sitting on the couches and laying in the bed or whatever it is that you're doing watching the game. It's just very, very obvious. So sometimes when it's the obvious, it just makes it even more frustrating. Um, that That's one thing that was just irritating the hell out of me for that game because it's, we should have been, like, just blowing this team out. And I don't know what his infatuation is with Rondo. Every time we come in, we lose the lead. I mean, once again, just the obvious shit. That's it. And it's like, God, bro, just give Quinn Cook some more minutes. Let Quinn Cook eat some of those minutes because he can shoot the ball. Even though he may be a liability on the defensive side, um, try to hide him. You know, try to hide him as best as we could. And, you know, he could shoot. He can be that offensive threat. Um, when Braun is in the game, if you put QC in, at least when he's driving and kicking to the corners, we know that Quinn Cook can make that shot. You know, at the top of the key, Quinn Cook can make that shot. So that's why I feel like, especially when Braun is dishing and when doing his thing, you need to have your five best offensive players amongst your five best defensive players. Um, it's just hard to have Braun at the point guard and nobody could shoot. We've seen what happened last season when he had a bunch of people that could not shoot and knock down shots. It just wasn't pretty. He would get wide open, beautiful shots, and clank. <laughs> and that I'm not, I'm not trying to do a repeat of that. So, you know, that's why I say give QC more. Give him more minutes, man. Troy Daniels, man, sucks that he had to go, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Kuz, I'm so happy that he was able to step up in AD's absence, as he usually does. When Braun or AD is out, he usually steps it up and, you know, gives us what, what's needed. He dropped 20 points this game. He played solid defense. He had to go up against Zion, which is a tall task. And, you know, he held his. He tried his best. I know he was tired as hell, but he tried his best. And that's all we ask for, like, nation is for him to try and give the effort, and that's what he did. I ain't tripping on Kuz. Kuz did what he had to do. Hopefully he continues to just get more comfortable in his role and start, you know, just becoming how he was before. I think, like I said before, he just was still trying to figure it out. And the more minutes he gets, it seems like the more he produced. So, I mean, I believe they said that we brought Keith in to put Kuz at the small four, so he should get more minutes at the small four, considering we're thin there. So you should just slide him to the small four and give him all of those backup small four minutes and give Keith the power four minutes because he, man, he did his thing. He has a nice shot. Uh, Markeith, that is, I'm talking about. He has a nice, he has a nice shot. He plays solid defense. He is a player that we definitely needed, and I'm glad to have on the roster. Um, so. That's that on Kuz. The game, like I said, it was an overall good game. The Pelicans are a hungry team. They're trying to get into that eighth spot, so we cannot take them lightly. 
I think that's what we did with Memphis. We took Memphis lightly. We just drug our feet. We just walked in there and didn't, didn't respect them as a team. And they made us pay for it, you know, 100%. They made us pay for, you know, not respecting them as a team. Um, so the Pelicans were ready. You know, Pelicans wanted to get this win. Thank God we're able to stop them and make sure we got our win to continue forward. Because if you ask me, I think we stopped that at seven-game win streak or so. I feel like we should be on at least a nine-game win streak right now. We should have never lost to that Memphis, to that Memphis game. So I think we should be on a nine-game win streak. We're not. I mean, we got to just keep keep trucking along. Keep trucking along. We'll have a good – I I said that I felt like we was going to lose about 25 games this season. So that was my prediction. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong for sure. But we looking good. I think we on pace for a 64-win season or 62-win season or so. I'm not too sure. But it definitely would exceed my expectations if that was to happen. Next, we have Philly, right? We can't play with Philly. Although they're not going to have Ben Simmons and um, Joel Embiid, they still have Tobias Harris. They still have Al Horford. And then Shake Milton, I don't know if I said his name right, he was balling. I think he dropped like 30-something against the Clippers, shooting threes and all of that. So, you know, you can't let this become what you call or what they want to call a trap game. To where you like, okay, they shorthanded. We can cruise. This is an automatic W. There's never no automatic W in the NBA. You always got to play and play, you know, with effort and respect every team. Um, so I look forward to this game. Like I said, I think that we have to just make sure we're just doing our part and just handle business, man. That's all I ask. Just handle business. They gave the Clippers a run for their money, as you can see. They gave them a run for their money. I think they only won by a couple of points and barely. I think when I seen it, they were up four. The Clippers were up four. So they barely beat this team. Um, so that goes to show that they got a bunch of hungry players over there that's ready and willing to step up in the absence of their star player. And we got star players, and we have to be ready and willing to play and, you know, defend or we at home, defend our home, defend our home court, and we just have to, you know, handle business. Don't play with it. Let's do this in-game load management. We want to rest Brown. We want to rest AD. Let's handle business and have them sit out the fourth quarter. That's what I call load management. That's what I, That's the load management I want to see. And I continue to sound like a robot and say this over and over again, but this is what I feel like they need to do. You know, easier said than done. We sitting here and we're like, yeah, just do this, do that, because we're not the ones playing, you know. But it's just something that I see and I think would just be better for us because we're getting our repetitions in. We're also making sure we keep that chemistry because when you're not playing games, you're not getting that, you're not gaining that chemistry. And this team has a very tight, close-knit bond that I love. I love it. I love it. Um, so, like I said, I just look forward to them towards the end of the season doing more and more in-game load management because even deeper off towards the end of the season, we're going to actually start sitting people out um, and getting them ready for the playoffs. I can expect, you know, last few games, Bron probably not going to play some games, and AD and Danny Green probably not going to play, and Rondo probably not going to play. 
um, giving more opportunity to our bench players and Jared Dudley and Quinn Cook, Markeith Morris. He needs more playing time, man. I know he's just getting accustomed and getting his way back under him, but I would like to see his minutes go up more and more. Um, I'm sure they will, but that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Uh, the Lakers need to consistently use their size. That's what they haven't been doing. When we play Philly, use our size. We got we're bigger than Philly. They got Al Horford, Tobias, whatever. But we got to consistently use our size. We fall in love too much with the three-point shot. We need to reel that shit back in and continue to use our size, bang inside, um, keep our defense um, at the top, keep it stifling, and not fall behind and keep playing catch-up. We, we, we had that habit early on, and we kind of broke it a little bit. And I don't want us to fall back into those old habits. We need to continue to stay away from that. So um, we just got to continue to use our size and continue to work with what we got and make sure that that's something that we're hell-bent on because if we want to beat all the teams, the top teams, that's what we have to use is our size. To beat all the teams that they say that we may um, go against in the finals, they all probably smaller than us with the exception of Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks is a, a pretty big team also. So – Troy Daniels. Let's get to Troy Daniels. Um, so the Lakers waved him. I'm, I know you guys are all aware of this. I'm the one that's late on even discussing this, but better late than never. So I know that I was saying that before I thought it may be Dudley, which I know everybody was saying it was Troy, but I was like, if they were to like throw everybody off, it would be Dudley because I was saying that how many power forwards we going to need. You know, but he's a good locker room guy. Um, veteran presence is always a good addition to have. And Troy just wasn't getting enough playing time. And then he was kind of inconsistent um, at times. But at the same time, you could understand his inconsistency due to the fact that he wasn't getting up a lot of reps. So it was good on both parts for them to go ahead and wave him to be able to sign with a playoff team and then open up a roster spot for us in which they are today, the 2nd of March, they are holding a workout with Deion Waiters. I've read that it, they were impressed by his workout, and he's now meeting with the Lakers brass. I could be late on some news, but that was the last that I have read on his story situation. I also did see earlier that they were looking at, I think they had set up a workout for, uh, J.R. Smith also, which, I mean, I don't know which one I want. I don't know if I want J.R. or or Dion. I think they both have their, their good and their bad, um, but they'll both be an asset also. J.R. is a typical 3 and D to me, and Waiters is a walking bucket, so it's whatever we need at this point in the game. Um, but I just want to, you know, wish the best of luck to Troy. And and thank you for your time in LA, um, Laker Nation. We did we did like Troy. I didn't see a lot of bad mouth about Troy. He's a class act, you know, great dude all the way around. You know, I feel like he he liked being a Laker, repped us real hard, and I just wish him the best luck. Hopefully, he gets signed on to a good team, any team but the Clippers. 
I'm good with. Just don't go to that team. Pick any other team. Just don't go to that team. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lake Realm Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in.